Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. A couple of years ago, I had the privilege of speaking uh, to our church and also later speaking to another church at a women's conference. And the reason I was asked to speak is specifically because of this this topic that I'm going to share with you today. And this topic was based around who are the five people that we, you, are letting speak into your life? Who are you letting impact your life? We're often told that, you know, we are the sum of the five people around us. And this relates in some ways. Now, these probably aren't the five people that you have next to you uh, every single day, but they are five people that I actually believe that I'm going to go over um, that I believe that every single one of us needs in our life. So I'm going to get started. Now, just about 10 years ago, on a Sunday evening, we were driving back from our family cabin. At the time, I worked for a large corporation, and although I initially thought it was my dream job, it was not (laughs) at all. I knew this because I hated Mondays, and because I hated Mondays so bad, I also hated Sundays because I knew Monday was coming. Anybody else? Like, raise your hand virtually, send me a message, let me know you relate. I'd love to know. It's a little bit easier to uh, do a talk when there's, you know, hundreds of people sitting in front of me. Um, (laughs) But on this particular Sunday, the one that I was driving back from my cabin, I had gotten real vulnerable with my hubby and I was in tears telling him how much I didn't want to go to work the next day. My direct manager did not like me. I don't, it sounds so unbelievable. Like how could someone not like me, right? (laughs) Now, and the thought of punching in, dropping my lunch in the community fridge and walking down the hallway to my cubicle made me want to cry my eyes out. And in this moment, Preston turned to me and he said the most magical thing in the entire world. These 10 little simple words that changed both of our lives forever and ever. Those words were, babe, you are too talented to sit in a cubicle. Right there, that, that statement, that was honestly all I needed. Preston was and still is my biggest raving fan. Although nothing wrong with working in a cubicle, it just wasn't for me. So I'm sorry, not trying to shame anyone. It was just not me. And for those of you that have been listening to this podcast, you probably understand like that is just not my jam. It is not where I belong. I was sharing this sermon with my daughter um, when I was, you know, reading through all of it, when I was just getting done. And after I had, after everything I had just said with her, she said, wait, you like you worked in a cubicle, you and a cubicle mom, they just do not add up. (laughs) And at the time I was making the decision to leave this gig, she was only one years old. And now she is just like appalled that I would ever even have worked there. Right. Me too. You know, it was the best decision I could have made for her and our entire family and our future family. Now, two months later, I proudly wore the entrepreneurship badge of honor. 
I had launched my very own company. And this was the one that I talk about a lot on this podcast. His name was Tenacious. It was my marketing design company. And it was that quick. Like, that's how I work. Uh, two months later, you know, quit one job, moved, you know, or got the idea. I didn't even quit the job yet and got the idea um, to start this company. And I wouldn't have got there, though, if I had not had my biggest fan sitting right next to me, cheering me on day after day. And those, again, those 10 little words, they were so simple. You guys, we don't know how much of an impact we have on people at times of words. They matter. They matter so much. Now, for those of you that have started your own business, you know this, a raving fan is needed and not just for the initial boost of confidence, but everywhere in between. Truly though, we all need that person in our lives. Someone that no matter what, they are there cheering you on through life's biggest and smallest times. And you know what? To be honest, I thought that time was kind of small. I was just crabbing about my day, you know, like that I didn't want to go to work the next day. I didn't know how big of an impact it was going to be. Now, you need these people for the times when you have no idea how you're going to finish the race or change the job, have the baby, find Mr. or Mrs. Right. It doesn't have to be our spouse or even anyone super close to us, but it takes two things. You being a little vulnerable so that this person knows your desires and is there to say, I believe in you. You got this. They may even believe in you more than you believe in yourself. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but I absolutely have. You know, when I had that corporate job, I thought I was in the best position possible. Why would I ever leave it? Why would I do anything different? I wanted to climb that ladder. That was my desire. But here, I have my hubby sitting in the seat right next to me saying to me, babe, you're just too talented to sit in that cubicle. I want you to do more. I know you want to do more. And it released that. Like it totally like released that for me. Now we can find situations in this all over the Bible. And when someone was there cheering on another person, and I, obviously I spoke this uh, sermon, you know, wrote this for a sermon in a church. And so I am going to give you examples of things and where you can find this right in scripture. So one example is when Paul tells Timothy, don't let people look down on you because you are young. He was clearly cheering him on, telling him that age did not matter and that he could do it, push away the words of the naysayers and forge forward. When I started my first company, I was 28 years old. And you can imagine I had people that had trouble taking me serious. Preston, though, my hubby was my person here telling me that it didn't matter and to keep going. Now, chances are you've had more than one person show up in your life to cheer you on, but that person may change from day to day or thing to thing. Nevertheless, you'll need one at all times. Now, a raving fan isn't the only person you need in your life, although it'd be fun to have a cheering squad by your side at all times. It would get exhausting and it might repel basically all other humans. Um, no, no one would want to be around you, um, but having one is important. I actually believe that we need to have five different types of people in our lives, five specific spots, not that we only need five people, but making sure we have these five I believe is pretty key. The raving fan sits at the top of this list today. And for you taking notes, <laughs> this is where you could write down like one raving fan. Uh, but the other four are just as equally important. And I really think they're needed. Now, you guys, after I gave this sermon at church, the one thing that I heard actually kind of on repeat was that they didn't have those people. Like people felt like a shame. 
Like, in like, oh shoot, I don't have these people in my life. I must not be as cool as Tina. Like literally they told me this, or I must not have it all together. Um, or I might not, must not be as important. I mean, the stories that people kept telling themselves. Now you may not have them because you've never thought about this before. You've never given that role to someone. You've never like said, Hey, you're this for me. Right. So I want you to take a little bit of a reflection on this and then be intentional about filling those spots in. If you feel so let's led to do rather than taking it as I'm just no way. I'm just not that person. I don't have those people because of X, Y, Z. Right. Now, is it possible that more than one person will fill one of these spots? Of course. Um, and sometimes one person will fill many of these five spots. There's been times in my life that like, I only have time for like one person because of all the other things going on. So my life is chock full of real life stories that demonstrate the value of having these kind of people in your daily life. Throughout my lifetime, I've been in, it's been like, it's been really crucial to my growth as a person and success in like every single area of my life, personally, professionally, and spiritually. Now, once I took the leap from the cubicle to my own gig, I realized I didn't have all the answers. Yes, I was growing up a bit and I realized I didn't actually know everything, um, but I needed a guide. I needed someone that would lead me, someone that I could call on when I had a question. I needed a mentor. So number two, you guys, is mentor. Number one, raving fan. Number two, mentor. I was thinking, where in the world do you find yourself one of those? Do they pick you? Do you pick them? Do you pay them? Is there a place you can go to pick one out? And what I came to find is that sometimes these mentors are formal and sometimes they're informal. Sometimes they don't even know you exist. And sometimes they are programmed on your favorites in your phone. The person you're looking for needs to have a willingness to share information, information you need to move you forward. It could be about how to market your business or how to nurse your baby, how to model your house, how to make sense of the Bible. This someone just has to have the capacity to point you in the right direction. Whatever your area you are focused on in this moment of your life, find that mentor specific for that area. I've had a lot of informal mentors, meaning I was searching the World Wide Web for every answer I could find. I know I am not alone in that. When you're looking for a solution, we are searching just about anywhere, right? And there's lots of times where we go and look for the answer from specific people because we know that they are an expert in that area. I talk about that a lot on this podcast. You want to be an expert in the area so that people know that that's what you do, that's your thing, and they can find the answers with you, right? So the thing is, when you cast your net wide, you get a lot of mixed opinions. So find your person and go all in on this. Today's experts, kind of in quotations, I'll say, share a wide variety of things. One person you really feel aligns with you may be able to speak into your life about personal and professional. And again, they may never even know you exist because you're consuming their content without their knowledge. I have business coaches that don't even know they're my business coach because I just have them in my ears, uh, listening to their podcast, you know, every episode they, they throw out there, everything they do reading their book. And I'm really actually pretty specific 
that if I'm focused on one thing, like the podcast that I had just yesterday, if I'm focused on one thing, one goal at a time, then that's who's in my ears. That's who I am letting speak into my life at that time, because that's what I'm focused on uh, growing. No, nothing really beats an in-person mentor though, you guys. So listening to people, having them not know you exist, you know, works for a time. Um, but I had a moment, um, where I found my very first person that I realized she's a mentor, like she is a mentor and this is where you find them. They like fall in your lap (laughs) sometimes. So I didn't have to seek her out. I believe God put me, put her in my life. Now, if you are blessed to have an in-person mentor, cherish them for how long they can be in your life. Just cherish them. I will never forget the day I met this mentor. Her name is Janie. Janie's presence overtook the entire room we were in in the most beautiful way possible. I can picture her now, her beautiful long white hair, her piercing blue eyes, this gorgeous statement necklace and a flowy white shirt. Now at the time, my life was a mess. My marriage was broken, nearly beyond repair. My priorities were all messed up and I wasn't actually living in the life I had created. I was at this particular event to work on my business. (laughs) I still like laugh at that because I just so know how I felt, but I think God had something else in mind. I needed a mentor, someone that had gone before me, someone that could point me in the right direction. And that she did. It wasn't long till I had shared everything with her. I imagine she's used to this though, because this is totally her gift and mentors have these gifts, a gift of listening and simply guiding. She didn't give me all the answers. She's guided me on that right next step. I was literally lamenting on about how mundane my life was. Get home, cook dinner, clean up, put kids to bed, rest, go to bed, do it all over again. <laughs> Can you guys relate to that? I was just so bored. I told it, told her I hated the kitchen. I hated chores. And she said this, you serve your family there. It isn't a to-do, but a service. You guys, I needed this. I wasn't looking for it. She wasn't looking to dish it out. You know, you guys, she was there for her business too. But in that moment, Janie became my mentor. Over the years, I've spent weekends in her home in California, and we've exchanged countless text messages where she has so lovingly guided me back to our creator and my husband. Because he, our creator, is the very best mentor. Now, this book, this Bible, um, is filled with guiding words and actions for our daily life. And yeah, it's a book written so long ago that is so applicable today. Now, if you're listening to this and the Bible isn't your reference tool, I will challenge you to pick it up. I think it is so powerful. Now, in a verse, you can look up 1 Corinthians 11.1. And if you don't have a Bible for some reason, you just want to Google that, you can go dig in. There's Bibles all over. Uh, So Paul said, follow my example as I follow Christ. Do you have someone in your life who is showing you the way and pointing you in the right direction? Before I give you our third person, I have a confession. Okay. So, okay. First of all, let's just go back for a second. Does Janie not sound like the coolest person ever? She so is. And I wish she lived closer to me. I wish I connect with her on a, like a daily basis. And I just feel like she was for a season uh, in my life at that time. And I would love if we circled back together. Um, but for that time, 
she was that person. Now I have story after story of people now that mentors have kind of fallen in place. And now I've even found that like, they don't always have to have gray hair. Like I have mentors that are younger than me, which has been incredible. Actually, more recently, when a very, very good friend of mine, Natalie has really helped me lean in to the Bible more and learn more about it, where I actually enjoy it. It's so crazy, but I have just loved being in her presence and totally look at her as a mentor. Now, so, okay. So before I give you our third person, I have a confession, confession time. Um, I'm super stubborn, like really, really stubborn. Now this may be news to like some of you, but to my husband, it is not news. He is lovingly and sometimes not so lovingly pointed out that I am stubborn. And he has added the term just like my mother. He's I'm stubborn, just like my mom. So he went there, totally went there and she knows it. And I know like, we both know that that is like our downfall. So because of this, I have a specific coach. Now, I believe that this person is someone that we all need in our lives. And it takes a special coach to get through my thick, stubborn skull. I'm opinionated and vocal, and I always know the answer, or at least I think I do. And I once asked Preston if he would be my business coach, and he laughed and said I couldn't pay him enough. So clearly, he's okay with me tossing some dollars at some business coaches because he knows I need it, and um, and he doesn't want to be it. Okay, so I am honestly the best version of me when I have someone to bounce my crazy ideas off of. And they help me sort it all out and push me to do better and to be better. Um, I've had so many different coaches. I love finding a coach that can, you know, challenge me in whatever goal I'm focused on. So I've had business coaches that, um, you know, are focused on sales or business coaches that are focused on mindset or um, specifically doTERRA coaches. And it's been so incredible for me to um, know that that's something I need. It could be something something that you have um, that's personal and not professional, but having someone that's a coach. So Jesus himself pushed people out of their comfort zone any chance he could. And I believe he's still doing that today. Although you may think a mentor and a coach are pretty similar, they definitely fill two different roles. A mentor will guide you in the direction and the coach will run behind you as you push yourself beyond what you thought you could do. So in first Thessalonians 5:11, it says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Then ask who is in your life, coaching you, encouraging you from the sidelines to be better than we were the day before. Maybe that's the person you need in your life right now. So our fourth person, I believe, is even more precious than the rest. More precious than a raving fan, a mentor and a coach. This person is a friend. And if I was blessed with a singing voice, I would totally belt out the tune from Toy Story. You've got a friend in me. Now you can thank me that I didn't do that. (laughs) So this person knows your heart. They know your kids' names. They remember when you announced that you were pregnant and they know your deepest desires. They know the little details, like what coffee you would order or what restaurant you would choose for your birthday or how to pick out the most perfect necklace in the entire world to hang around your neck. 
So if you're lucky in this life, you have a handful of these. I have learned that these relationships are one to hold on to through all of the things because they're worthy of the fight, worthy of the hard conversations, the moments that you want to walk away. Because on the other side, you have the deepest, most amazing friendship. You guys, I have been blessed with really, really good friendships. I actually can hardly believe it sometimes when God has put just the right person in my life at the right time. Even at this moment, I can pick out a handful of women that I know if I called on them, that they would be over to help me in a minute. Now, these friendships have changed. Huge disclaimer. I wish that someone would have shared this with me, that someone that might have been your best friend five years ago may not be your best friend today. That one's hard. I think that one's really, really hard. Now, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, 29 or 59, blonde or brunette, male or female, you need a best friend, someone that truly knows your heart's desire. I want you to find them, share with them all the things and hold on tight. Like I was talking about a few podcasts ago about like, do you have walls up? Is there a wall up that you're not letting those friendships get through and actually know you. Now I have to be honest here. I didn't totally grow up reading the Bible. I was raised in a loving home, but the Bible and the stories within it weren't familiar. And while putting this whole uh, sermon together, I reached out to my pastor and said, I really need a great example of friendship from the Bible. And he tells me this is basically the one-on-one. Um, so he was kind of being nice by not being like the teenager totally know this, right? <laughs> So it says, um, he actually said it was the Bible's most famous, famous friendship. So I thought it would obviously be worthy of sharing with you. And these two friends happen to be David and Jonathan. My pastor explained that it's the go-to example of friendship because it's a beautiful depiction of it. Nothing demonstrates it better than their exchange written about in first Samuel 23. So here's a verse. Jonathan's dad, Saul is king. But David is next in line. Saul is jealous and on a rampage. David is fleeing for his life. And then this happens. Jonathan went to find David, encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. 17. Don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured him. My father will never find you. You are going to be the king of Israel and I will be next to you as my father Saul is well aware. 18. So the two of them renewed their solemn packed before the Lord. Then Jonathan returned home while David stayed at Harash. Jonathan knew David was afraid and went to encourage him in the midst of maybe one of the scariest moments in his life. There is no better friend than that. Our hope is that the people like that are surrounded around you, the people that you have, I say our hope, my hope is that the people that are around you right now are these kind of friends for you. If you don't belong to a church already, I highly recommend finding one. Get back in person if you haven't and connect with people right here in your community. Now, last but not least, our final type. We've discussed raving fan, mentors, coaches, friends, and now peers. I am sure you can see how one person 
could possibly fill every single one of these spots. I don't recommend it, but at sometimes it's totally necessary. I often tell my friends like, Hey, I need you to be this friend to me or that friend to me. One specific friend I have, her name is Tracy. I'm like, Hey, can you put your coaching hat on or your counseling hat or your friend hat? Um, she is really like someone that I go to for all different areas. She's a business owner and she's a mom. And this makes her my peer in so many areas. She helps me keep my head in the game in both life and business. And she's there to mastermind with, to share stories of parenting and discuss how to up our game and basically seriously every area of our life. Now you're locking arms to have one another there as support. I think in many instances, the disciples were peers. They all had this crazy guy called the Messiah asking them to do wild things like follow him wherever he goes. <laughs> or one of my faves to picture happening in real life because you know it actually happened in real life is when they're all on a boat and Jesus is sleeping during an epic storm. Now, can you imagine this? They are all extremely confused as they should be and extremely scared because like who wouldn't be, but they were in it together. Can you imagine being in the situation? Like, Hey, this dude asked you all to go on this boat. And then there's this huge storm and then he's sleeping and you're like, what the frick what's happening now? You can find this whole story in Luke, but here's one little snippet. Luke 8, 24 through 25. The disciples went and woke him saying, master, master, we are perishing. Like, dude, we're dying here. What's going on? Then Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters and they subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked. Frightened and amazed, they asked one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Together, you guys, they went and woke him. And together, they asked one another, who is this? They were on this literal wild ride together. They needed one another. Can you imagine if there was only one person with Jesus at that moment? (laughs) I just, I just, I don't even know how scary. I don't know if the disciples were best friends or not. Heck, I, I think they oftentimes fought about who was better but they were all in a similar spot in life. Like it or not, they were walking the same path called by Jesus to follow him and to carry on the work he set out to do. I can't imagine walking that line without some others alongside me. And I can't imagine being a parent or a spouse or a professional, a follower of Jesus without other people around me who are on this exact same journey. These people don't just show up on your doorstep overnight, everybody. You may be able to plunk people into these spots for now, but I believe that our best relationships in this world are yet to come. I believe we were made for way more. And this includes our relationships. I challenge you to take this list. I challenge you to look at these five areas and think, who do I want in these areas? You could put it out there just praying about someone putting these people, someone, God, putting these people like right into your life that these people would show up. Now, recently, uh, Preston and I were at a uh, Bible study and I will spare you all the details on how we got there. Um, It was sort of kind of comical and we, we got to this event and it was a couple's Bible study and we sat right next to this couple and Literally almost the minute we sat down, it was like 
we just knew we were going to be friends and we pursued a friendship with them. They did the same. And we are so aligned in so many areas of our life. And in that very moment in our, I guess, group of friendships, we were really having a hard time in just where do we fit in with how our life is and, you know, with busy kids and, you know, just things that we have chosen in our life as um, deeming important. And I know that that was totally God setting those people in our life. And it's because we've given it up to him. We've said, Hey God, I know this is going to require you intervening into our life to help us find more people that we align with. And so I, I will tell you, this is an ongoing thing. I wrote this sermon meant a couple, quite a few years ago. And here we are. I have another story within the last few months, uh, that has, you know, plunked the right people in the right place. And it's going to be an ongoing process. So I hope this was helpful for you. I know a little longer than most of my podcasts. Uh, but when I ran across this, um, sermon again and again, and again, I was just like, I have to share this here on my podcast with all of you. So hope you guys have a great day. I hope that this fills up your cup. I hope it gives you a little action items to do. And I would love to hear from you over on Instagram at Tina Pettis over there, jump over into my DMS and give me a shout. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.